back. This is episode 51 of Xbox, the all-in-one podcast. It's Entertainment Talks Xbox One Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Matthew. Joining me today is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. The daylight savings time finally kicked in over here uh, for whatever reason. You guys in the UK are a week ahead of us on that. So, you know, it's uh, a fall set the hour, set the clock back. So, you know, you get an extra hour of sleep, which is always good. Yep, so it was nice. But yeah, it was uh, last Sunday, wasn't it, for us? So, um, yeah. Uh, so, what have you been uh, playing? I really haven't been playing a lot of games. I don't know what's going on. I've just been in this weird funk where nothing really is grabbing my attention, making me okay. want to sit down and play games. I'm in quite the opposite I've... scenario, but uh, continue. Yeah, I got a little bit done in fallout 4 i'm still trying to finish 100 percent that game i just get like 15 20 minutes into it and just like nah and then i quit and then i don't do something else okay all right anything else no not really it's been a pretty pretty dead week for me in terms of gaming okay well i've been playing quite a bit of uh until dawn which i know is a playstation game but i want to talk about it um it's really got like re- a lot of replay value, mainly because if you want to do get the platinum, you're gonna have to play it through a few times, not the whole game, but like sections of it. Um, so uh, I finished the game, and I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna say who who I got killed because that's that's not a spoiler because it depends on what choices you make and stuff like that. I won't say how they died because that's maybe a potential spoiler. But uh, the characters that I ended up getting killed were Sam. Josh, um, Jessica, and who was the other one? Mike. Mike was a complete accident. It was uh, a little quick time event type thing, and I pressed the wrong button, and then it didn't end very well. Uh, Sam. It was, never does. Nope, nope. There's certain quick uh, time event buttons you you can miss. It's not like if you miss any of them, the character will die. It's uh, not quite like that. But uh, this was quite a fatal mistake. Um, two of the deaths were... I don't know if you've seen much of the game, but there's scenarios where, because the PlayStation controller has like motion sensors, it's like, don't move, and you have to hold the controller really still. And there was two scenarios where I uh, couldn't quite hold it still enough, and two characters died from that. Um, so that was kind of annoying. There's a, an easy way to cheat that. On, well, not cheat, but let's say you are going through the game again and you're doing like the save everyone kind of thing. When the situations come up that you know you'll have to do it, you can just kind of put the controller in front of you and it won't affect it at all. It will just pass straight away. In fact, some of the events are actually quicker that way, which is odd. Uh, but yeah, it's a great game and I'm going to... I've only got to get, the only two things I have to do is get all the collectibles and stuff, um, and then finish the game with everyone alive, and then that will be uh, that will be the platinum for that. Uh, but apart from that, played some more Overwatch, which we have some news on, um, and yeah, I ranked up once and got, actually got the worst loot box I've had. It had two player icons and two sprays, which I really don't care for. Uh, it had no like victory poses or highlight intros or anything like that. It was uh, quite quite disappointing. But I had a really good game on it, so uh, that that was quite good. Uh, apart from that, played some more FIFA, um, which I'm going to try and get back to this week to doing some more of the journey. It's just because we've been busy with podcasts. I had like four last week, and then five. No, I had five last week, four the week before that. So haven't really been able to get around to it. Um, 
But apart from that, what else have I been doing? I took a break from Mafia 3 because it was getting a little repetitive and I bought Until Dawn and then played through that. Um, but yeah, that, that's about all I've been playing. Basically taking up my whole weekend doing Until Dawn. Mainly because bits, certain bits that you have to get through, you can't you can't skip what you would call cutscenes. But then in the game there isn't really cutscenes. Because scenes in the game that maybe look like cutscenes, you then have like button prompts for so you can't really skip anything uh so that's kind of sometimes it takes a while to get stuff done on that um but yeah what, what news do you have go through your news and then i'll talk about the other overwatch stuff uh it's uh, kind of all over the place okay. uh by the time the people that listen to the podcast are actually hearing the podcast it'll be out uh we're recording on november 6th and november yep. 7th is the 10th anniversary for this series, Gears of War, and to celebrate awesome. that, they are doing a anniversary uh, update uh, for Gears of War 4 with some new uh, DLC. Uh, it's going to be a 10th anniversary pack. It's going to have uh, uh, weapon skins and various things of that. The thing that the article talks about is that the 10th anniversary DLC pack goes for 200 credits which is apparently an in-game uh, currency that you use for the for some parts of the DLC. Wow. I'm guessing it's for, like, skins and unlocks and things like that. Okay. Uh, and it's just, like, un, you know, unlockable characters, unlockable items, things like that. I don't actually play the game, so I couldn't tell you what all that pack is, but it's always good that when they do, uh, you know, things to celebrate milestones yeah. like that. that's good. Yeah, it's also the... I think 14th anniversary of 24 starting. It started on the 6th of November uh, 2001. So that's an interesting little little thing to quickly mention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't got Gears of War 4 yet, so I uh, don't know much much about it. I do own the first three games. They were part of uh, Games with Gold, and they all three are backwards compatible. Okay. Uh, I've just never got around to playing any of them. Okay. <laughs> you're, uh, you're in for a treat, so that's all I'll say. You're going to play Judgment? It's not like... Is it required and necessary? I, I don't know. It's more I, to do with bad rather than the rest of them. So, yeah. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah. And uh, not unsurprisingly, uh, one company is getting a little snarky on Twitter a couple days ago. Uh, as you know, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare came out a little bit, and the official Titanfall Twitter account sent out a little snarky tweet. Uh, the tweet reads, one is, quote, mostly slow and prodding, while the other's, quote, frantic precision is electrifying, you decide. <laughs> and then it, you know, has a little uh, condensed link, which I'm guessing is to the review, and then it has the hashtag, make the right call. Uh, respawn, uh we were followed up saying, for the record, at Respawn is the official voice of Respawn Studio. We have nothing but love and respect for our fellow devs. Um, so clearly, you know, it's just, you know, two guys uh, puffing their chests out at each other. Only one side's not really taking the bait. Yep. Alright. Yeah, it, it was... Uh, why did they release really Titanfall now? It's like, Call of Duty is out and Battlefield 1, their own, EA's own other game, um, out within a few days of each other, and then Destiny... The collection came out in what September or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know why they released really Titanfall now. They should have waited until like Q1 next year. Yeah. Okay. What? What else do you have? 
Uh, well, Phil, a lot of it's Phil Spencer related because he's been very busy both, you know, for the console and the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, he talked about HDR support on Xbox One. Uh, it says that HDR on console is relatively new. We have good third-party support with more to come. Uh, additional info, you know, coming. Obviously, they're working on uh, Black Dragon and Lost Odyssey, which are multi-disc games. And I know Blue Dragon just got greenlit for backwards compatibility. I don't know if it's officially out yet. Okay. Uh, but they're still working on that. Uh-huh. And... Did you play either of those games, Lost Odyssey or Blue Dragon? No, I don't remember them. Nope. Well, I know Blue Dragon was a big whoop because apparently it's a really big franchise in Japan, and it was kind of the game to try to get Japan into and into buying the Microsoft 360, and it was one of the few system sellers over there. Okay. But, you know, it's one of those things that it's so... The, the sales differences between Microsoft and Sony in Japan, it's, it's comical. You almost think that they, they left a zero off on it. The difference is so big. Okay. okay. And the other big thing with uh, Phil was talking about uh, uh, Scorpio that comes out next year. Mm-hmm. The big release? Yep. He was doing an interview with, a, uh, with Game Informer, and they were asking about whether or not they plan on annualizing the consoles like they do with cell phones, where you I buy a new one every year. <laughs> and his quote is, I don't have this desire to every two years have a new console on the shelf. That's not part of the console business model, and it doesn't actually help us. The best customer I have is somebody who buys the Xbox and just buys all the games. That's the best customer for us in terms of pure financials. I'm not trying to turn our consoles into a graphics card market, which I love that statement. Because cool. it seems yeah. like every six months there's like some new big whoop in graphics card. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I don't need a new Xbox every year. So, yeah. Yep. And they also asked him about uh, life after Scorpio, and his next quote is, to be completely honest, I don't know what the next console is past Scorpio, we're thinking about it, we're looking at customer trends, and what the right performance specs and price would be. Uh, and then, they, obviously, they asked him about price, in which he didn't say anything. He just said, quote, will it feel like it's a premium product, a premium console, and not something, anything more than that? So, okay. guessing well, maybe closer, like, you know, 100 200 bucks more than the original one that's yeah. going out now. When do you reckon, like, after Scorpio, when do you reckon there'll be the next upgrade or like the next release hard telling um because obviously maybe because they've Mm -hmm. what they talked about is ending essentially the console generation um they just want the same machines to run the games and that way they don't have which makes sense for them on a financial level because then they don't have to sink all that money into backwards compatibility which they're doing with the 360 titles yeah. Imagine all the Xbox One titles that they would have to backwards compatibility <laughs> if they did generation that. That would be very cost prohibitive for yeah. people. And you know everybody would demand it because the argument would be, well, you did it with the 360. Why can't you do it for the One? Yeah, definitely. So I don't see anything outside of maybe like hard drive changes. You know, get you know upwards like three terabyte, four terabyte systems, maybe something like that. Yeah, some upgrade things like that, and then have 
don't know, some whatever, whatever 4K stuff comes out. You know, yeah. like Ultra 4K and whatnot. Yeah, my only real regret with that, with the one, was that they didn't follow Sony steps and have like a replaceable hard drive. I can understand why they did it. You know, anytime you give the user the option to open the physical case, there's always a chance of something going horribly wrong. Mm. As somebody that worked a year at a company that repaired cell phones pre-smartphone technology, I saw some pretty jacked up shit. Okay. I, I actually, if you remember the old clamshell flip phones that had like the little pull-out antenna, oh, I was yeah. doing service on one. And I pulled, unscrewed the antenna and pulled it out, and there was a bubblegum wrapper, like aluminum foil, wrapped around it, trying to get a better signal. <laughs> and another one, somebody had glued it because it was kept falling off. So they actually just like literally like poured super glue into it and then screwed it on to keep it straight. <laughs> so any, anytime you see those posts on Facebook where you know they say put your phone in the microwave and you know drill a hole in it to, uh, to reveal the auxiliary. <laughs> Port, and you think to yourself, these people can't be that stupid. Yes, they are that stupid. <laughs> That's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, yep. Days of antennas there, hopefully gone. Yep. Unless, you have, unless you have a skybox or something, then you know you have to have a big one outside your house. Yep. And the last bit of news I got, it's kind of a big one, which is why I saved it for last. Right. Are you familiar with the streamer Keenan Musselman? Also goes by Kriken? No. No. Never heard of him either, um, and this popped up in my news feed a few days ago. He started a company called, uh, he started a game, rather, that he kickstarted successfully called ICU, which is just the letters I and C and U. Okay. Um, and it's an interesting concept for a game. Imagine Dead by Daylight meets Hunger Games. Basically, he's, he's a um, University of Southern California student going through their games development program. And this was an idea that he had as a student, and he kickstarted it as a proof of concept. Basically, what he wants to make is eight episodic levels of a survival horror game to where the streamers can influence the game. You know, either help them or hurt them, but let's be honest, everybody's just going to be screwing with them anyway. <laughs> uh, try to make it more scary, and it's kind of like a Running Man-ish style game show to where you're trying to get out. And then people are just, you know, doing whatever they do. You can see the Kickstarter video. Right. As a concept, it looks really interesting. Sounds interesting, yeah. Uh, problem is, is that he's getting sued over it. Oh. Um, yeah. He's getting sued by Zachary Sweet, who was one of the students in that class as well. Uh, according to the lawsuit, Zachary is a co-creator of the project and lead designer of ICU since day one. Uh, if you search for... Uh, uh, MacArthur Law Firm and Video Game, you can find the whole document, but basically the lawsuit inviles property rights and intellectual property rights in that Zachary's claim is that he was instrumental in the development of the game, both in terms of concept and, but more importantly, code, and that the Kickstarter did not credit him in any way in that and that he was basically uh, lied to for the uh, the company, the LLC, the Limited Liability Corporation that owns the game itself, in uh, a document signed. And there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. It's one of those things that you never know how the lawsuit's going to go, but at least from what I've been able to find on what is posted 
on the MacArthur Law Firm website, it looks really one-sided in favor of uh, Zachary. Okay. Now, whether or not, you know, again, this is just one side. Uh, the guy, the Keenan Mussman, did not say anything outside of a very lawyered-up tweet saying that he's aware of the lawsuit, the claims are false, and he looks forward to proving that. But his law firm or whoever's representing him legally did not uh, give any more specifics past that. Um, if it's something that you're interested in, uh, there's a YouTube channel called The No, which is a division of Rooster Teeth. They have about a 10-minute video on that, which explains it in full. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that it's, it's always important to know who you're doing business with and always know what your rights are and we'll just see how that shakes out because half of law is based on precedent and so they're just now starting to come up with laws for kickstarters that you know succeed and kickstarters that fail and processes back and forth on that also for things like this for intellectual property is just starting to get caught up to the internet age even though Mm -hmm. the internet age is really you know closing in on 20 years from the modern era yeah. So it's one of those things that it, in terms of a lawsuit, it's kind of small. In terms of the precedent that it'll set, you never know how far that'll go. Yeah, sounds a, I don't I don't want to compare it to Kojima and Konami, but it sounds like the same type, almost, sort of thing. Um, and oh. we saw how badly that went. I mean, yeah, but this is on a much smarter, yeah, smaller yeah, yeah, scale. The yeah. Kickstarter was only uh, 83,000 and change. Mm as a full completion with the goal of only 50,000. Yeah. So we're not talking like millions and millions of dollars here. Yeah, we I, are I talking get what you about mean there, but like the, the credit stuff and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Taking, especially for, taking especially uh, for game Kojima's design. Logo of the box and that. Yeah. Especially stuff. for game design when your name counts for so much. I mean, getting your name on a game like that, especially if it gets like crazy successful is going to be a serious job resume enhancement, and having that name on there is just critical to it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, did you have anything else? Uh, no, that's all I had. Uh, news-wise, it was a pretty slow week from what I could dig up. Yeah, apart from um, BlizzCon, which I won't go over the Heroes of the Storm stuff and all that. I'll talk about the Overwatch stuff. Um so there was a big stream and all that sort of stuff on, was it Thursday, Friday? I think some, Thursday. Some, Thursday, yeah. Um, so Sombra, who is the, new, who is the new, newest Overwatch character, who has been teased for about two months, was fully revealed. Her um, powers and abilities were, um, were revealed. And basically she has a mini submachine gun, which has, I think, 50 bullets. So it's more than what Soldier 76 has, but I think it's a faster fire rate. So we'll see how that goes and see what the recall and stuff is. Um, She can... It's a bit of a... What do you call it? She can kind of like teleport a little bit like what Tracer does. But the difference is what Tracer does is she kind of bursts forward three steps and then if you press RB she goes back to where she was. The difference is with Sombra is that she has a little device she can kind of throw to anywhere and then at any point in the game as long as that device I assume isn't destroyed she can, she can teleport back to it. So if let's say the if you're playing like King of the Hill or something and you throw the device to, to where someone can't see it 
you can essentially, if you die or something, um, I don't know if it's still there if you die, it might be, because like with Torbjorn's turret, that's still, that's still there when, um, when you die. Um, but basically, if you come out of that area and then you want to go back to it, you can uh, use the teleporter and go straight there. She has invisibility, which also gives her a little bit more speed, I think. Um, I don't know if it's as quick as Lucio or as quick as uh, Soldier 76. But she can go invisible, so basically you could, if you had all your abilities, I guess you could throw the teleporter into where you wanted. You could teleport to it, go invisible, and then unleash your uh, ultimate, which has is like an EMP blast, which um, essentially renders people immobile in some kind of way. I think it cancels everybody's ultimate. Um, which, she also has an ability um, to hack, which I've seen it used on... Um, there's certain spots in the map where there's like health packs and she can basically speed up the uh, um, speed of those coming back so she can use health packs and she can individually use that to cancel people's ultimates so if Rodog's about to get his big like machine gun thing out you can put that on him and cancel that um, so those are her abilities I'm not sure about her climbing whether she's the same as like Hanzo or Genji um, but that's basically her. I haven't seen any um, release date for her, although I guess it'll be um, in, a, in a few weeks or so, because there's a bunch of other stuff coming. And I think it's all going to come out once, I, I hope, anyway. Uh, so she's the newest character. I think she'll be the 23rd or 24th character, because we had Anna that was added as well. Um, so what else was announced? We had Sombra, and then she's got a little animated short which you can go and watch. Just go on YouTube and type in Sombra Overwatch. I'm sure you'll find it there. Just a quick bit of info on her. She is 30 years old. Her occupation is a hacker. Surprise, surprise. Her base of operations is Dorado in Mexico. So she's a Mexican character. Um, new maps and gamers that were announced. Blizzard announced during the opening ceremony that two new maps are entering the game soon entitled... Echo Point, Antarctica, and Oasis, which are designed to work in a brand new arcade game mode, which will pit um, players against each other in 1v1 or 3v3, which sounds odd, because I'd rather just have 6v6, but uh, it depends, I guess, what the arcade mode is like. Uh, you can see previews of each map below, so if you go on, I guess, Google and type in Oasis, Overwatch, and then Echo Point, Antarctica, Overwatch, you can go and see those. Um, the Echo Point, Antarctica is supposed to be where May is from, because the recent map uh, called Urchin World, which is the German one, that is, Rein uh, that is um, what's his name, Reinhardt's home. Um, I'm not sure who Oasis belongs to, if it belongs to anybody. In particular but Antarctica belongs to May where she was frozen for 30 years or something like that I'm sure there'll be a short um, animation release on that uh, so those are quite interesting those are quite cool some new maps and new characters and some new game modes um, and these will all be free by the way because all, all the um, additions to Overwatch will be free unless of course you use any microtransactions to buy loot boxes uh, in addition to those announcements, Blizzard also released the Overwatch League, which I think kicked off in the BlizzCon. I heard something about Japan did really well. Um, and officially, 
regularly scheduled competition involving the best teams and the best players in the world, check out the release trailer below. So if you want to check that out, you can go and do so by typing in the Overwatch League on YouTube. Um, if you want to get a taste of who may be competing, you can check out their esports page contain, containing details of current professional teams and who they have on their team. Um, I know you don't play Overwatch, but what do you think of these, uh, these things? Well, yeah, I don't play Overwatch, so I didn't follow about 90% of what that article was about. Okay. But I'm always, you know, good for free. Anything free is always good. Hmm. Um, that you don't have, you know, stuff added in later. Not not like, you know, full content DLC, but just like small middly little stuff that you charge and then charge and then charge and then charge and then charge for it. Mm-hmm. So not doing that is always a plus. Yeah. Um, what does Sombra sound like to you? Good character? Uh, sounds potential. I mean, if it just yo-yos back and forth, like uh, Tracer, I think. Yeah, yeah. Then that's... Uh, as long as it's a little bit different and plays a little mm. bit different, that's the important part. Yeah. I think what maybe the ultimate team would be would be to have Lucio, Reinhardt. Reinhardt's always a, a must on a team, I think, because of his shield and his dominance and stuff. Um, basically, he's just a really big character that can be really useful, and his shield is really good as well. Um, so I would say Lucio, Reinhardt, maybe Soldier, um... And then Sombra, obviously. So that's what Reinhardt is one. Lucio two. Sombra three. Soldier seventy six is four. And then maybe like Zenyatta. He's pretty pretty quick and he can shoot pretty fast. And then maybe like a Genji. So you have a couple of like sniper characters. Um, and then maybe like two healers you'd need. So like a Zenyatta and a uh, Lucio. And Lucio for his speed as well. And then Reinhardt for to like shield everybody. Um, but yeah, the new maps sound good. I'm glad that they're adding new game modes because I'm kind of used to the new stuff. I mean, the um, brawl that they added for the Halloween thing was quite good. It was basically like there was these robots and there was like a horde mode. And then you had like bosses that you fought against uh, and they had four different characters that you could play as. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, I'm imagining that they'll do a Christmas something or other in December, like Christmas loot boxes and outfits and stuff, so I'll look forward to that. I'm guessing they'll probably do Christmas, Easter, Summer, Halloween... Can you think of any others? No, I mean, it's one of those things that you could really do anything, it just depends on whether or not you want to spend the time to code it or not. Yeah. I mean, you could do Valentine's Day, and then you could do oh, yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Well. Yeah, and that's... You know, I don't, I don't know how it is in the UK, but here in the US, there's, yeah, there's tons of like stupid holidays that you could essentially throw a theme at Arbor Day, which is, you know, all about trees. You could do something like that, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless. It's just whether or not you want to spend the time coding it. Yeah, I I would like their events to go on a little bit longer. I didn't find that much time to unlock the Halloween stuff. and it can, it can be kind of hard to um, get ranked up unless you're in a team, so that, that's uh, kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, they'll probably have Christmas, and then yeah, Valentine's Day, February, and then what, April for Easter? They could do some bunny suits or whatever, and they could do, they could have the actual loot boxes like uh, an Easter egg that you crack open or something. There's endless possibilities, and then of course they've already done the Summer Olympic Games and stuff. Um... So yeah, I'm excited for that. I hope it comes out quite soon. I didn't see any release date for any of this. 
anywhere, so uh, take it as you will. I, I think it'll be some point in November there. Um, but yeah, next topic and the final piece of this podcast is... Um, do you have any Game of the Years that come to mind? Uh, a couple. I definitely would have to throw uh, Forza Horizon 3 in there. I mean, I know it's not one of those games that's going to ever win Game of the yeah. Year, but yeah. it's just the beauty of it is you're really win, good. You're in a uh, racing Game of the Year. But oh, game absolutely. Year. Yeah. yeah. So that's always good for something. Yeah, but most of the games that get qualified for the like, Game of the Year are games that I don't play. Like, I don't play any online shooters for the most part, so yeah. I don't own Call of Duty, I don't own Titanfall, anything like that. I'm sure they're all getting nominated. Mm. Um, be interesting what best shooter will be, because there's a lot yeah. of contenders. Um, What'll be got, interesting what, to see is you've if... Got, uh, um, what do you call it? Destiny, you've got Battlefield, Titanfall, Call of Duty. Um, I think that's all of them. Yeah. What was you gonna say? Sorry. Oh, I said I said it'll be interesting to see if uh, Skyrim, the upgraded edition, gets nominated for Game of the Year, because that's been selling crazy well. Mm. Like out, out of curiosity, I was just you know I always keep an eye on uh, games to see if they go on discount anytime. Mm. This is when I usually pick them up. And on Amazon, the Skyrim special edition only has eight copies left. Okay, interesting. And this is, you know, this is Amazon. Did that get Game massive. of the Year in its original release? I feel like it did. I, I'm pretty sure it, it had to have at some level. Just so. because you, you don't remaster a game, game like year. that and yeah. sell out of it if it's not, hmm. you know, worth it, so. Yeah. Um, the games that come to mind for me are Uncharted 4, Inside, um... Mirror's Edge, which I know a lot of people don't like, but as like a personal favourite of the year. Uh, Overwatch, a lot of people would say Doom, apparently that was really good. I haven't, um, I've got the demo which I still haven't even played yet. Um, I've got the demo of Outlast 2 which I still haven't played either. Uh, what else could you could you consider? Inside's definitely a possibility, I mean that at least is Definitely indie game of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Walking Dead would qualify because it wouldn't really that would be the next year wouldn't it so um it's really hard to deal with that as an episodic game because some of it comes out in a year and some of it doesn't so mm. that, don't get me wrong i can't wait for it to come out oh yeah as a whole but yeah i, I wonder if um same thing with batman as well depends if that's finished by the end of the year which i doubt it Episode 3 just came out and we've got two left, so mm-hmm. maybe they'll push those to next year. Um, is there a Telltale's Marvel game next year? I, I hadn't heard of anything, but then again... I, I remember there was an announcement a couple of years ago, and I think it said 2017 or 18. Let me uh, look real quick. Okay. Alright. Um, what else came out? Um, was Unravel this year? I think that was in February. I think it was, Which yeah. nobody remembers anymore. Fortunately, that was a great game, but it was one of those like early in the year that nobody remembers. Um, you had, of course, you got things like Battlefield, Titanfall. I don't think Titanfall will get nominated. Uh, Battlefield might for for something. Um, you've got Call of Duty. Obviously, that'll be nominated for something because it will be. Um, there's not really been any big Wii games, is there? Because you you had like Super Mario Maker, which was nominated last year. Um, 
things like that. Maybe, maybe the Paper Mario RPG, I think, but that's about it. Yeah, you were right. There is a Marvel and Telltale game, um, but there's literally just that, just the announcement, nothing specific. Okay, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I don't think Minecraft will get nominated, uh, Telltale's Minecraft, which I, I think finished this year. Um, but, yeah, obviously you haven't played Uncharted. Uh, did you play Mirror's Edge? Uh, I did not. The, okay. the first person running part of it, uh, I tried the demo, and it gave me motion sickness, so. Okay. Um, so yeah, that wouldn't be good for you in VR, either. <laughs> um, no. No. Inside, did you play that yet? I keep meaning to get it, I just never got around to it. At some point, I probably will, oh, but. Just as I'd like three to five hours um, and then just go through it um, which I think on the night it came out I happened to not be doing much but then I kind of had that set in my mind for that day so I just played through it I didn't actually finish it that night either so that was kind of surprising it was the case of like when everyone was like oh this is 90 minutes <clears throat> when everybody was like this is 90 minutes long or three hours long it took me maybe like five hours but I really took my time in that game and tried to like figure things out and Try to uh, find all the collectibles and stuff. Um, yeah, Uncharted was amazing, especially for its its smaller touches as well. Things like when you would get in the car and then you have to turn on the engine and then drive. And then if uh, if you're having a conversation with like Sully or something, uh, and then if you get out of the car and go to inspect something and then you come back, uh, Drake would say like, "What was you saying, Sully?" Just like nice little touches like that. There was quite a few of them. Um, that game was gorgeous, um, technically sound, definitely. Uh, yeah, that was an amazing game. Um, is there anything else that comes to mind? Did you play Doom at all? No, I didn't play the the Doom remake. Like I said, I don't. I'm not much into the the shooter games. So okay. Yeah. I mean, oh, I know oh. it sold really well, and I'm sure it'll get nominated and be on somebody's list. But uh, it's just, I mean, I really couldn't say because I've never played it. So. Alright. Um, I remember playing the multiplayer of that and I was like, this for me is not a multiplayer game. Like, it's just. It, I, I don't know how much it suited multiplayer, to be honest. I mean, if you're into that, then that, that's great, but uh, I don't think it really suited that. Um, there was like Star Wars Lego, um, like The Force Awakens Lego. Uh, I don't think that will get any nominations. Um, there'll probably be some like small games we've never heard of, like. Um, was a her story I hadn't heard of last year, and that won something last year. I can't remember. I think it was like best mobile game or something, or maybe that was the Lara Croft Go because that came out last year. That uh, I don't remember. Okay. Um, okay. What else have we had? Uh, Mafia Three, definitely not. Um, not to put the game down, but just compared to other games that have come out, it I don't think it'll get looked at. Uh, is there anything that hasn't come out? Lost Guardian, Final Fantasy... Those are really big wild cards. They could be either really good or really bad. Or they could review really badly, but have the fans be like, no, this game is amazing. Or it could be like... You'll have the hardcore fans of those probably like them both quite a lot. But then they will either disagree with reviewers, depending on if they given like bad reviews but then if obviously the game gets like nines and tens then then they'll be uh, pretty happy with that 
how do you think those two will do? I think they'll both, you know, win respectively on some level. Yeah. I'm just looking up uh, the game release schedule for the last okay. couple of months, see if anything comes out. Yeah, uh, Walking Dead Telltale series, a new Frontier episode one, is scheduled to come out the 15th of this month. Okay. Uh, we still got uh, Dishonored 2, Watchdog oh, 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Killing Floor 2. What's that? Uh, it's another one of those horror survival games. Oh, right. And then everything in December got bumped. GameSpot's website literally only has four games listed in December. Steep, Dead Rising 4, The Last Guardian, and Eagle Flight. And Eagle wow. Flight is a Vive game. Oh, yeah, I remember that from the, U- the... Was it the Ubisoft or the EA conference? I think it was the Ubisoft. Yeah. But uh, Steep should be interesting. Um, don't know that, if I'll pick that, that up. That'll be like a fine game. It'll get like maybe like eights or something. Yeah. It's one of those things that it, it it's really going to depend on the beta, whether or not I play it. Mm. Yeah. And um, that's what we talked about last week, so. I forgot about Dead Rising 4. Um, ma- mainly because nothing against that game, but it's just not my zombie game. I'm not into zombie games for like chaos and to make combos. I want like a story where if someone gets bitten once i'll like be scared and stuff not not to like not to take anything away from that game if you want to go and mow down thousands of zombies and go for yeah. it yeah but uh, state of decay is really good for that if you want a storied zombie game that's the one to play yeah definitely i'd recommend that as well uh that's next year isn't it so uh um, yeah south park pushed what was the other to one march that, that you said for december uh, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs 2. It comes out uh, at the end of the month. That's not December. December was steep. Uh, Dead Rising 4. Um, I can't even remember. I literally just saw that. Last Guardian? I can't remember. Yeah, Last Guardian. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Watch Dogs 2. That would be interesting. I feel like some people will hate on that game because they didn't like the first one. Um, I feel like some people, if they liked the second one, I, I liked it. It didn't blow me away or anything. It didn't disappoint me. But I liked it. And if the second game does new stuff, then I'll be cool with that. I like the uh, drone that they have in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't hate the first game. I just, it wasn't what I was sold. And I was kind of disappointed at Because I was looking more for like the stealthy, hacky kind of a game. And it just... It way too much descends into the runny, gunny, shooty okay. kind of a game. Oh, that reminds me. What about Deus Ex? Uh, Deus Ex never really got around well. to playing it. Yeah, it it did. Um, I never got around to playing it, though. Yeah, Jim Sterling was pretty impressed with that. Um, I can't remember what he said he gave it, but you can obviously look that up if, if you're interested. Um, but yeah, in terms of a stealthy type game like that, maybe Deus Ex is more up your alley. Kind of hacking... Ish. It's not kind of the same as Watch Dogs because you're like a robotic person, but uh, maybe that's more up your alley. Um, yeah, Last Guardian. I saw some gameplay and it looked good. Um, yeah, some people said that Final Fantasy 15 looks like a PlayStation 3 game, so that doesn't sound very good at all, considering how far we're into this generation now. Uh, but yeah, it depends on reviews and I guess user scores, which is like what people say. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, about, yeah, there's so many games that are coming out at the end of this year that I've like forgotten some. We just had, so we've just had like Mafia Three, Gears of War Four, uh, Battlefield, Titanfall Two, Call of Duty, um, 
it's probably one that I'm forgetting that recently came out. Uh, and then you've got Watch Dogs 2, Dead Rising 4, Steep, Final Fantasy 15, um, Last Guardian, uh, Dishonored 2. So yeah, there's so many, there's like, like 11 games in a couple of months, so that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but yeah, I think that about does it for the Game of the Year conversation. I think what we'll do when we have our last podcast for the year, we'll give our winners then, or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens then. Uh, I think, I looked at the calendar as well, and I think our last podcast will be the week of December 12th, because that will also be the Walking Dead's mid-season finale, so that will be a nice week to kind of wrap things up. Um, yeah, then, you never did tell me what you thought of the second episode of The Walking Dead. Okay, you can uh, listen to the uh, podcast, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it for this podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our Game of the Year talk and all the Overwatch news and all that stuff. Um, if you'd like to check out everything else that is coming to do website, um, and I hope to do some first impressions videos this week, just because I had five podcasts last week, so um, I was too busy. Uh, you can go to entertainmenttalk.org. Um, please share us around and tell your friends and family and share it on Facebook and Twitter, etc. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at eTalkUK. Uh, that's for updates as well as posts. So if I tweet a delay of a podcast or whatnot, whatever happens. Um, I'm still sorting the categories out because I don't do website stuff on the weekend apart from this podcast. Uh, so that will hopefully get sorted out a bit more tomorrow. Um, I do have some stuff I need to do, so maybe Tuesday at the, at the latest, I hope to get that done. Uh, it might take even longer, I'm not sure, because I still need to work out some stuff with that. But yeah, that's at eTalkUK for Twitter. If you have any inquiries, any feedback, any topics for any shows, any news that we may have missed that you'd like us to cover, because something may have slipped under the radar, um, or if you'd like to produce content for the website itself, you can email entertainmenttalkerhotmail.com. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you um, either for some first impressions videos, if not, then we'll see you for the Walking Dead podcast on Thursdays. There'll be no TV podcast this week, um, and then of course DCTV will be on Friday. So please stay tuned for all that good content, and we will see you on the next piece of content. Goodbye.